Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is season three of Better Let, Let Me Tell, Tell You. Ah, bueno, buenos días. No, buenas noches. Buenas noches. Es que the thing is that buenas noches sounds like goodbye. That's true. Buenas noches. Llego el tiburón. Que ya llego el tiburón. Are we recording? We are recording. Oh, oh there we go. Well, everybody, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number, what are we on? Number 108? 108. 108. Oh, wow. We're, we're getting further and further away from where we wanted to have our party to celebrate 100. <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking, the, you know, well, of course we were thinking the same thing. Duh. But I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that, too. I'm like, you know, once upon a time, we were like, no, 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 we're not going to have it on the 100th. We're going to have it on, like, the 102. You know, now we're by 108, you know, like, at this point, you know. 125. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call it 125. It's a nice round number. It could still be done. It could still be done. It could still be done. So welcome to welcome everybody to another Corona edition uh, <laughs> episode of Pero Let Me Tell You. Let me tell you something. At this point, Corona, the beer is getting so much free publicity. Like they're sponsoring everything. Because everything is I like, know, right? everything's like Corona edition, the coronavirus. I think that's why people are calling it COVID-19 because they're tired of giving yeah. Corona free publicity. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Okay. So a little side note. The other day, I was talking to my cousin, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to say which cousin it was. Okay. And my cousin said something along gonna, the lines I was going to say, am I supposed to guess? Is that what's happening? Or? <laughs> no, my cousin said something along the lines that he, th this cousin of mine, was okay. laughing at the picture that we took with the disinfectant. And oh, okay. 
the Burger King crown. Yes. And he, asked, this person, this cousin of mine asks me, why are you wearing Burger King crowns? And I'm like, never Hello. mind. La Corona. <laughs> I was like, never mind. So, but you know what? Our listeners got it. I'm sure our listeners got it. So, everybody, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Hope, welcome back. I hope Gabe Kaplan is okay. Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan. Who's Gabe Kaplan? Mr. Cotter. Oh, oh. Well, we haven't heard of a 70s star fall right. ill to the coronavirus. So, I guess that's, right. so he's that's like, good. That's a good thing. Right, right, right. That's, that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for Mr. Kata. Mr. Kata. Yeah, he must yeah. be, he must be yeah. okay then. Otherwise, we would have heard Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? How are you holding up over there? Um, well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, like, again, you know, we, we've talked about this a million times, and it's what, you know, everybody is kind of experiencing. Like, you know, I've I explained here how, like, Tristan, like, my son, like, many, many kids is just having a really hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he is and he isn't. It's not like he's, like, you know, See, he's not crying miserable the all the yeah. time. Right. But, but you know, he's he wants to do stuff. And, like, we, you know, everybody feels bad for him because right. he can. And, you know, he doesn't have a sibling. And, you know, it's, it's whatever. So I've been wanting to get him a pool for quite some time. And it doesn't exist. Inflatable pools do inflatable pools do not exist. What do you mean they don't exist? Inflatable pools do not exist. You are lucky finding... You will find a chupacabra before you find an inflatable pool. How great if you find the chupacabra inside of an inflatable pool. I can tell you don't have a child, that you're not going through these things. Well, no, I don't. But also, I I mean, of course you would have an inflatable pool. Um, actually, it's funny because my sister just put an above-ground pool in. Uh, yeah, no, but I thought, but your, yeah, but your sister got one of those enormous, yeah. you know, pools, right? No, but I mean, they have, pools, they have right? space, I'm being, you know. Right, no, 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 but, but like, those things are not going to run out during the coronavirus because it's like, people, people are not going to make that big of an investment. I'm sure that they had planned before all of this of putting one of those in. But inflatable pools... Actually, infl- so I have to say, they they had they were planning it, but it got accelerated because it got to the point where she was like, o compro la vecina o mato los chiquitos. But, but those pools are more of an investment because those pools, yeah. the cheapest one is like a thousand... The cheapest one starts at like a thousand dollars and they can go up to like three, four thousand dollars. Yeah. So that's not like a quick like oh my kid my kid is starting to be crazy let me go buy him a pool you know right, like right. that's more like a decision okay we are they, going to get this they don't have those those plastic ones in... they they the only thing I found mm-hmm. the the only thing I found and I've gone Mira I've gone I even went to the Target in Midtown the mm-hmm. one I used to go to when I when I lived downtown because I thought the logic you. was like, no but the logic was like okay. There's less children in this part of town, true, and true. people that do have children. This is all Congo. They live in don't have a yard to put a Congo. Don't have you know a, a, pool, right, right. a pool, a space to put a pool in, in their Congo. So maybe here there is no nada. No, and online you can't find them. My parents have ordered like three of them, and it says, "Oh, it's on its way," and then it never gets here. Um, <laughs> I ordered one. I ordered two of them on Walmart. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it will send me a confirmation and everything. And then the next day, I'm like, nope, it's uh, back it's either back order or they just don't have it. And one of them was back ordered to like September 19th. And I'm like, 
But I, but I think it's it's not just that it's everything because the other day I was I ordered something which actually it came in yesterday but I ordered it like maybe two weeks ago and initially when I ordered it, it was like oh the earliest that we'll, we'll find that item is like May 10th and I'm like mm-hmm. pero May like two and a half weeks to get I yeah. mean every, everything well, everything is back order. well because in, in your case probably there's a back order because Amazon and a lot of delivery services are putting uh, preference to some orders over others. Right. In the case of the pool, it's just that the, the demand is much higher than the supply. That's like another thing. Another thing that in supermarkets, it's not completely gone, but it's really low. Go to the baking aisle. Most of like the oh, yeah. cake mixes are yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like flour, because, sugar, confectioner sugar. Because yeah. because people are baking. It can be, I've, I've, I haven't stopped baking. When did I ever bake? Well, don't bake too much because I'm working on a surprise for for you and our friends that I'm gonna I'm gonna be distributing in the next couple of days. Oh, well, well, I've been I well yes, but I, you know I've been. But the point is that I'm not, I generally I, I love to baker. cook and I cook a lot, a but I'm not a baker, and I've already done like three or four things, and I bought like three or four other mixes that are there um, because that's just you know the new normal. Like that's what you got to do. That's what we do. But now. yeah, <laughs> we make bread. We make bread. A pool man. Who knew that an inflatable pool was going to be such a commodity? I'm like, I'm looking for a regular inflatable pool. Like, no, they don't. Yeah, exist. you're not asking. You're not looking for anything gran cosa. You know. You're... I don't know because the kids, the kids are stuck at home. No, no, you no. Can't but I'm take saying them to a public to, pool. To your point, you, you can... know, you're you're not looking for anything. You know, out of the ordinary. But it makes it makes, it makes sense. Like yeah. you know, the same thing. The, the reason I'm doing it is a reason a million people have done it. I'm sure, you know, our listeners probably are like, yeah, I can't find that either. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, yeah, the quarantine life. So so. That, so let me ask you something just because you, you brought it up and, you know, you're saying you're doing baking now. And I, I've, I've been baking and I've been cooking more. And, you know, I feel like at least on my, you know, for, for myself, I feel like I've been doing a lot of things, you know, that before – Either I didn't have the time or, you know, because now because I had to drive to work. And so, you know, it's an hour out of the day and then the gym and da, da, da. and I've been I feel like I've been catching up on things and, and getting a lot of things moving forward, you know, and there's there's a meme that I saw the other day that I want to share with you. Um, and I want to hear about how we're all we're all enjoying company baking. Co- yeah, I, I think I know which one. No, no, it's not that one. Um, it, it's not that one. So I'm going to read it to you and then it ties into something else that I want to talk about. Um that I didn't realize was even a thing that could exist. So this meme, it starts off by saying, if you don't come out of this quarantine with, and then it's uh, three bullet points, a new skill, your side hustle started, or more knowledge. And then it says, you never lacked time, you lacked discipline. And then it has that last part crossed out. And it says, you're doing just fine. We're going through a collective traumatic experience. Not everyone has the privilege of turning a pandemic into something fun or productive stay healthy now i have my feelings about what side of that i agree with and what kind of participation ribbon bullshit it got turned into but i'd like to hear your side (laughs) well i partly agree with it because you know we're i mean we're sitting very lucky in a position that you know, we watch the news, we know what's going on, we know how many people are sick, we know how many people have died, mm-hmm. but thankfully our friends and family are okay. Um, yeah, we're working from home and there's moments that we get anxious and we're like, oh, but all in all things are okay. But I think obviously 
There's been a lot of families that have been touched by this. Um, either somebody has died or somebody has gotten sick. I also think that you're an essential worker. If you, you know, like the ones we've been trying to profile on our page, um, I think you also have a different perspective about this because, you know, if you're uh, a nurse or somebody that works in a hospital or somebody as you know, we've talked about before is in the front lines, right. you know, from the challenges that they had from getting PPE, personal protection equipment mm -hmm. to just the danger they now have of getting infected and infecting them, then infecting everybody else. You know, I think that depending on who you are, it causes different challenges. So I could see how my reality and my take on all of this my experience is different than somebody else's mm -hmm. uh because if god forbid i would have a loved one that was sick like you know i say this all the time like i've always been like extremely concerned about like my grandmother my grandmother's 93 you know it's like oh my god like who's going to my parents house like that's why i've been so strict because you know how i am with like visiting my parents house mm -hmm. it's like nothing's gonna keep me away from visiting my parents and my grandmother right. but I, that's why at the very beginning i you know i became very concerned once i understood you know the the effects of this and the consequences that it's like oh my gosh you know certain so many certain people are susceptible so um yeah i think that it depends on your reality and some people's experience on this look there's people that are i i, I put it on my personal instagram um, earlier this week, uh, I had Tristan all day mm -hmm. and I just, I personally got a little bit of cabin fever because like I had him all day. He had done his homework. He had done all his schoolwork. He was done by like one and I had had him at that point. Yeah. All day. It was getting late. He was getting like really antsy. I was getting antsy there. You know, you know how there's moments that you're going through your like TV and there's nothing to watch. It's like, I don't want to watch anything. Right. I didn't want to be online. I didn't want, I just wanted to go out and I took a drive right. and I drove all around Miami. I don't know if you saw my Instagram post. Yes, I, I did, did like a grand tour of Miami. I, did. I ended up in keep it. I ended up in keep escape, which I never go to keep escape. I literally drove up to El Parito and El Parito was closed. Oh, wow. But what I did was that I then started going into like the neighborhoods of keep escape, you know, of the, um, rich, and, you know, it's a very affluent neighborhood, obviously, with beautiful homes. But everybody there was, like, walking around. There were a bunch of houses with people, like, together, you know, social distancing. But, right, like, right. you know, together, people in golf carts. Uh, Which they love on Cubist Dogs. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, like, coño, this is, like, utopia. Like, <laughs> But you haven't seen that at all in your area? Because I see that here in the game. No, I have no, 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 I have that too. No, no, I have that too. I have that. No, here in my neighborhood, I see that all the time. But here, like at the, the day that I went, at the time that I went, it was like, at, you know, because it was like five o'clock, five, okay. five and six o'clock. Like people were quote unquote done with work. Out. It was like the end everybody, of the yes, everybody was out, right? Mm -hmm. Because in the in the regular time that's the time people are getting home from work and there's traffic and the kids and the this and the that right, right. and i'm like going oh, you know, this is like a utopia like here but that's not necessarily the reality of mm -hmm. other people because you know what i think about a lot i think about if you're someone who lives like in new york city mm -hmm. like in manhattan you know, especially that Manhattan had like really um, strict yeah. quarantine yeah. rules. 
And if you have an apartment that doesn't even have a balcony and you can't even go outside, like that's, that's serious because, you know, most people in Manhattan, as you know, live in New York, you know, don't even have a car. Like they say, you know what, I'm going to get out of my car, I'm going to drive. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Right? There, there's you no, know, right, right, you right. Know. Right. And, and so it's with like, that, but with that said, I mean, the people I know that live in in the city, in the city proper as well, like you know, they're going for bike rides and they're taking walks, and you know, to 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 a degree, they're trying to. Break but it it's up. a different thing because in Manhattan, everybody usually lives in a smaller apartment. You and know, that's why they're going it's for very walks. different. It, but it's very different than when you live in a larger house. They go, you know what? I'm done with the, my bedroom. I'm going to go to the family. Right. You know, I'm going to go to the backyard or whatever. But um. But yeah, like that must be like confining or or to be in that situation in a place like Manhattan with kids because now the kids can't go out and the playgrounds are closed. Right. So it's like, I mean, yeah, you're going to go out walking with your kids, but kids, you know, are going to be like, yeah, let's take a 30 minute power walk, mom. You know, well, like, New York kids are used to walking, so maybe they'll be OK with that. <laughs> kids down here don't walk so here they'll be like oh i'm tired and they get like to the end of the block <laughs> yeah but you know they can't they still can't go to a playground no no that's uh, fair so... but i don't but, but but i what i'm what i was getting at is and those are all valid points but my thing is what i what i disagree with with this meme inherently is this thing that it's just like you know like we we can't just accept the meme at face value of just like you know what Look on the bright side of things, quote unquote. You know what? You're stuck at home. I don't know. Tur, you know, catch up on your reading. Learn something. You've always. I'm making shit up. You've always wanted to like, you know, write a book. I don't know. Give it a shot. It becomes this like, you know, no, you're good enough, and it's okay, and you know, we, we oh, pobrecito. You know, it's it's this 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 again i call it like participation ribbon bullshit you know where it's just like you know what yes there are some people who are going through legitimate anxiety and legitimate you know mental mental problems and issues and and coping with this but then there's also people who are just boggle you know what i mean and so i'm sorry i'm not going to give everybody a free pass just because you know a meme wants to wants to decide it so well but i mean i don't think it's a matter of a free pass i mean people um handle things differently and I mean, I, and again, I think it's it's your reality because, for example, this is something I've talked about here. You know, I have Tristan in the, the daytime hours in terms of, you know, the, the work hours. And I have to tell you that it, and I, it's, it's one and it's one and he's six. So it's not like it's even a baby. It's one and it's overwhelming because it's like, you know, from waking him up to, you know, or in, in, in you know, in, when he's going to go to school, like getting his stuff ready, um, you know, setting up his computer, setting up his Zoom, making sure he's doing it, reviewing his homework, you know, if he has questions, then, you know, having lunch, preparing his lunch, cleaning up after lunch, then, you know, you got to give him recess and, you know, you got to keep him routine. That it's like, that's one that like, by the end of the day, it's like, oh my God. So now I could just imagine if you have multiple kids, like it's, it's overwhelming. Eh, they, now, they entertain each other at a certain point. No, but still, but still, <laughs> the kids are in school. The kids are in school. So true, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it, it is a lot. And then obviously you still have stuff to do, whether it's work or errands that you have to run in the house, right. you know, like I find that, you know, I'm 
cooking i'm constantly cooking and cleaning like i'm like it's like how many times a day do i do dishes like, i have done more I dishes i've done more dishes than i think i've done in my life um so i think <laughs> it depends uh, this is one of these things that everybody's experience is very very different from one another you know i'm sure that there's people and, and I, I i never like to play like the single card like oh when you're single you have no responsibility because even you know I, i've never liked that because everybody's reality is your reality but, but I mean, I'm sure there's people that, you know, whether they're single or what, don't have kids or whatever, that, you know, like, they wake up, they do what they have to do for work, and that's their day. Um, right. You know, they may have their own frustrations and their own things, but, you know. But, but look, but look, I don't think that being in quarantine, to go back to what you were saying or about the meme, that, you know, write a book, you know, do this, it is what it is. I mean... There's people who have a million things to do and still have time to do whatever. Right. And then there's people who have a lot of time who are not productive. So I don't think I don't think that this is going to change anything of that. No, and that's fair. And and I was using it more like a springboard because I saw another post that somebody put that I like intellectually I understand, but emotionally I'm just gonna go ahead and call white nonsense. Mm. Have you ever heard of toxic positivity? Oh my God. Um, another kind of term for me to learn. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Is it positive? I don't know. The B side to Britain Spears toxic? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what's toxic, what's toxic positivity? So toxic positivity, and I'm, re- I'm literally reading the, the definition um, and a couple of examples. So what is toxic positivity? Toxic positivity is the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy and optimistic state in any situation in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of genuine human emotional experience. When a person exhibits toxic positivity, they deny any and all negative experiences that make us human and lives their life this way. So for instance, when is positivity a toxic? when we're hiding what we really feel, we're dismissing our emotions, we're feeling guilty for the negative emotions we feel, we minimize other people's experiences by saying, don't think about it. So, you know, some things is like, instead of saying everything happens for a reason, say, it's okay to feel bad sometimes. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying, like intellectually, I know what they're saying. I just think that the phrasing is stupid. Um, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I, oh, I've known you way too long to know that's true. That's a lie. Um, that's not true. Sorry. I mean, you know, again, you shouldn't trivialize people's emotions and, and you should, you know, acknowledge how people feel. But I think that to say that if you have a generally positive outlook on life, it doesn't, I mean, I like to think that I'm a generally positive person. It doesn't mean that I don't acknowledge when bad things happen. It doesn't, you know, mean that I don't realize that life is not all sunshines and rainbows, but I'm not going to dwell on it. Like, no, pa' que? Pa' sentarme en una esquina y a llorar y, y darme latigazo. No, thank you. I'd rather not. What I actually wanted to, now that you're talking about this, it reminded me of something that I saw during you know now and and again twitter what we say here uh, um, the devil uh, twitter <laughs> and i don't understand like why is it that people like their opinions and whatever anyway did you hear about the whole thing tia maori got shit for i did i don't remember the exact phrasing but i did she basically said something like 
it, in times like these, you see who your real friends are by seeing who reaches out to you or something like that. Right, and f- calling each other up and taking care of themselves. Right, right. She got this backlash. Oh, that in, like, in times like this, it's not about me. It's not about you, and it's not about ourselves. And da 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 da. And it's like, but 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 that's not what she said. That's not what that's not what she said. But but it's one of these things that I don't think it has a real right or wrong answer. I don't think it has a real right or wrong answer. Right. And look, I, I think it is nice in a time like this to because you know what I've called a lot of people during this time. That I generally don't regularly call. You know, me too. I've texted, you know, I've texted just, a lot of people who I would, you know, talk to or, or communicate with, like, de vez en cuando. And it's just like, right. to see how they are. Right. Right. Um, just to check up on them. Um, just to, you know, say hello and whatever. So there is some truth to that. It's like, I think that for, for me, naturally, it just came about that way. Um, but yes, at the same time, going back to what we were saying a little bit. You know, I think that if you're home and you have several kids and you're pulling your hair on and, you know, you know, the you right, still are right. working and all that stuff, you don't maybe have the time, you know, you don't have the time to be like, oh, right. did I call this person? Did I call them? So I don't think it's really like a right or wrong answer. I think if you want to call the people around you to, you know, say hello and see how they're doing, call them. And if you can't, you can't. I mean, you know, the fact that somebody responded to the meme by saying, you know, this is wrong. It's not about you. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Actually, what that tells me is that you felt that they were criticizing you. So hence, you made it about you. Because they weren't saying anything inherently wrong. They were just saying something that if you can do it, you can do it. They were not saying, you know, oh, it doesn't matter if you've got other responsibilities. You should drop everything and just, and talk to other people. Like, like even in a time like now, like this, it's like, why are people getting these Twitter arguments? You know it's what like, I, oh my God. Stop it! You know what I, you know what I, you know what I point to when, as a as a prime example, and this has nothing to do with COVID. This is actually from way before. You know the guy who won? I think he won America's Next Top Model, the deaf guy. <laughs> Somebody at some point or something posted something to the effect of, I don't know if it was a tweet or whatever, something that said essentially like, "Oh, if you watch TV with closed <laughs> captioning on, we can't, you know, I can't date you or something like that," right? He went off on, on other, you know, well, because, you know, the deaf community, how else are we supposed to? And, da, 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 da. and it's like, okay, wait, I don't think that the inference of that statement was I hate deaf people. And anybody con dos dedos de frente would understand and interpret, no pun intended, that that was meant for people, for hearing people who also have the closed captioning. You know, that would, that would be like me, like saying like, you know, uh, I can't date a blind person. They read Braille. You know, when I realized the tox toxicity toxicity of the internet toxicity toxicity toxic um online like just people talking online and i've for years for years and years and years i've followed this blog called the next miami and the next miami is a kind of like an architecture blog. It's for people who really, you know, like me, I love buildings and architecture and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It it, it kind of like, you know, shows like projects that are going to be happening in Miami. Like, oh, you know, they're building, you know, downtown. Like the redesign of Coconut Grove. They just broke, exactly. They'll show pictures of the rendering. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll be like, oh, today they broke ground on this lot in downtown, which will be the, you know, 700 unit, you know, blue sky apartment you know whatever right whatever whatever it's to show like 
the different um, projects that are currently happening. And generally, because they're in, you know, they're new projects, they'll show like the architectural renderings. And then um, as it's being constructed, they'll show updates. You cannot get more benign. You that's cannot true. That's pretty, get that, more yeah, that's pretty innocuous. Yeah. benign than an architecture blog. Right. You have to see the comments of the people on there. Oh, why are they building this building when they could build a public school? And, you know, they're spending, all these investors should be spending their money on public education. Or who designed that building? That building is super ugly. They need to start, you know, hiring students, you know, from the local architecture schools. This is simply a blog to show the buildings. That is all. Yeah, these that are it is. these are not the architects. These are not the funders. Right. I remember. I remember. You know where I used to live. Yeah. In downtown, which was a very, very, very nice building. There was someone who I'll never forget went on a rant to say that my condo where I lived looked like communist housing, and I was I'm like, "Sorry, Mira. what?" <laughs> um, oh yes, the Marina Blue looked like communist housing. I'm like, "Mira." If Marina Blue looks like communist housing, then I don't know what people in Cuba and the Soviet Union are complaining <laughs> about because they live in prime real estate. Bull for me, who lived in a in communist housing but was paying capitalist prices. That's the worst part about it. Right. So when you see that type of stuff, I that's why I don't I don't I don't nothing. I don't make a sound of anything uh whether it's a blog i don't respond to anything and it's a shame because i would love to you know respond the, the, the problem only, is the, the problem is that you want to engage and people want to fight right there's only two accounts i will i will say right out loud two accounts actually three accounts that i actually Somewhat take some type of dialogue in. I don't forget now if it's in my personal Instagram or in our Inst in the Pedro's Instagram. I follow IG Ballparks, Instagram Ballparks, and in that one, I respond. And there's some good dialogue. Okay. I also respond to which we follow on our Instagram, uh, Miami Stadium. Miami Stadium, yes, yes. He's all about like Miami nostalgia, and he like he knows I'm not his sure shit. Who runs well, he or they she know their shit. knows their they shit. They know yeah. their shit about Miami history. So it's it, and Actually, the you know what? That we, don't, that one, we don't know who runs it, but Seth does. So we should ask. He or she who follows it, uh, they know their stuff, and the people that follow that page also are kind of like Miami history geeks. So yeah. I fit right along. And the other one that I love is the one of Hialeah, because like the history that they write there about Hialeah is like, oh my god, do you have like a PhD in history? So those are the few. Like, notice it's three. That I have found that you can have some like meaningful some dialogue or engage <laughs> some engagement with. Right, right. So, so anyway, <laughs> speaking of engagement, there's something I want to bring up. Okay. Um. So this is going to be kind of like a hot topic. So I read, and when I read this, I immediately thought about you. Okay. That one of the books that have now been banned is The Great Gatsby. What the hell is it? And for? the great, the great Gatsby now joins. That is like my favorite book. A, you know this. That's why I thought about you. Yeah. That's why I thought about you. So the great Gatsby now joins a canon of books like um, To Kill a Mockingbird okay. and Catch Her in the Rye, among other American classics that have been banned. Now it's been so, banned. Into... It's been banned for overt sexual content. Okay. Whoa. Now, whoa. Oh. Okay. Now that's I read. Even... I read. 
I read The Great Gatsby like every kid in high school did. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, I think I read it in, I don't know if I read it in college, but I read it again. And Mm -hmm. I've seen the movie. I don't remember an overt sexual scene. I have read that book like six times. Nonetheless, somebody thinks there is. Now, I, first I want that person to go look up the word overt and then come back and tell me how their interpretation differs from that of, you know, society. Because, okay, The Great Gatsby has no sex scenes. Most of the sex in The Great Gatsby, <coughs> excuse me, that does occur is between um, is between Tom and his mistress. I can't remember her name right now. I mean, she's his mistress, so obviously they're having sex, but they don't, you know, it's not like they're doing Danielle Steele version, you know, where she's like, you know, she rode his rock hard member. I mean, there's none of that, okay? I mean, it's just inferred. And then there's even, there's even a, uh, uh, like literally, I think it's like a page where Nick may or may not have had sex with another man, but literally if you blink it and aren't really paying attention, they essentially yada yada over it. And then it's done. Right, but it's com- but it's conversation. It's not a scene. Maybe that. So but there's so when, no there's no sex this, in Greek. So when I um, found out about this, I kind of contacted a old friend of ours who was our teacher in high school. I don't think I don't think she'd like to be called old. <laughs> no, well, she's an old friend, so we're old too. Um, but a, te- a teacher that we love very yes, much. That's yes, very near and dear. Was a high school teacher of us and she told me that shakespeare isn't even on the curriculum anymore what yes because you know what when i i that that was actually the reason i contacted her because i said wait a minute if the great gatsby got you know banned right right right. banned in the usa for overt sexual (laughs) you know like dr luke (laughs) so um if Romeo and Juliet. You know, Romeo and Juliet, because Romeo and Juliet had sex. So she, I, I was having a conversation with her about this, mm-hmm. and what she was telling me was that right now what they're reading, in most curriculums, obviously, mm-hmm. each school and each teacher has, you know, a certain amount of discretion in terms of what they read. But, you know, uh, like any curriculum, it starts from the top, so certain things are discouraged, okay. certain books. But what she pretty much told me is that, in most curriculums nowadays, they don't really um, teach American, like classic American literature anymore. What? Uh, or even Brit- or even British, even British literature. They are reading kind of like nonfiction passages, so not the true great classics. And like the reading Andy Rooney. I I don't I, like I. There's so much to say about that that I don't think you know we would have to have like a. Special, but let me it would have to be a, a, multi, like a, multi, a multi-part episode. Like <laughs> yes, and, and here, here's here's my thing with it. And now I me, me has dejado, me has dejado, now I could speak like as a parent. This, this is where I could speak now as a parent. Well, my, he's in kindergarten, but let's say he was <laughs> in middle school or in high school or whatever. Uh-huh. If my kid, I found out, was going to read a book that I objected to for whatever reason. Mm-hmm whether faith-based because of what I believe or don't believe or for whatever reason Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I did not want him to read that book, I would simply go to the teacher and tell him, hey, I don't want my kid reading that book. Can you please accommodate him? Right. And I am sure that most teachers, most schools 
will accommodate him. Right. Right. What I would not do is go rain on everybody's parade because why? The, like that's a that's a different type of entitlement, right? You know, we we always talk about entitlement. You know, that, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a different type of entitlement that you think that because you are outraged at something and you don't want your child reading something because of your wow. ideals that's... that now you're going to complain and it needs to be across the board that is, that is to me is a sense of entitlement. that is for me right up there with those people who post that meme about like you know uh reshare if you think we should bring back prayer in school and i'm like perfect whose prayer right whose prayer right because right. i guarantee you exactly. most people who put that are not thinking about you know the quran you're absolutely right so are exactly so are we going to allow somebody to pray you know uh, our father but you're also going to let um a, a child who's maybe muslim you know at right. the time of the day that they have to pray right. um towards mecca you know, and do the whole, go, the whole thing towards yeah. mecca do the, 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 their whole prayer you're going to allow that um yeah that's actually a very thought-provoking you know conversation but going back to the whole thing of the literature it's like i would never think that what I the way that I want to raise my kid and the you know what I want him reading or not reading is something that I want to impose on other people. But that's because like, you're, because you're open minded, Darian. Because you're not one of these people who thinks that what you believe is the only thing that exists and the only thing that should be true. Right. right. It's not like you know uh, you know it's not like these kids are reading men cap you know men cap the autobiography of Hitler. You know it's like <laughs> it's. Or, you know, or the autobiography or the biography of you know Larry Flint, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, exactly. it's not like we're talking you know, over you know Fifty Shades of Grey type of shit, you know? Right, exactly. It's not like for my kids, you know, in English. That's what we're reading, mom and dad. We're reading Fifty Shades of Grey. I'll be like, wait, what? Yeah. First of all, I'll be like, I want to meet your teacher. Right. <laughs> I have so right. many questions. I have so many questions about. <laughs> And then maybe I'll be like, listen, I don't think that maybe my kids should be reading this. But again, I mean, I, I, I was actually shocked to find out that To Kill a Mockingbird is no longer in the curriculum. Now, To Kill a Mockingbird is no longer in the curriculum because of the N word, and you know that that that's a very very sensitive subject. But that's a, but, but, that's, but that's but that to me, I, I understand it's sensitive, but at the same time. By eliminating a book like that, what the argument that I would make is that you are trying to, nope, God, <laughs> I didn't mean to use this word, whitewash over that that time period and the realities of it. And I think or that that's why a lot of times you have people through sheer ignorance or whatever you want to call it, who kind of grow up a little bit like ambivalent or oblivious to certain things because they they no we can't we can't use that because that says things that make people uncomfortable. No, make people uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable right. so or, they understand or, shit. Right, right. But but when you and are presenting it, something of a hundred years but ago, but that's why it's context. When you're presenting something of another year, hundred years ago. That's what I'm saying. There still can be a way that you can present that work and respect today's sensibilities. Because again, back to Kill a Mockingbird, I also would give students the option. If you don't want to read this book and you don't want to be part of this conversation, then read another book. We will, we, you can read another book and we could discuss that book as well. Um, so I would certainly give people options. I wouldn't, you know, pound them over their head in the book and like, you must read this book, even if you may think that it's 
you know, you know, very good literature. Um, See, but I don't yeah, agree with I mean, that. I, just... I don't agree with that. I think that I think that kids need to be exposed to things that they may not want to be exposed to, f- just for the sake of broadening their mind. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, From a literary I, perspective. I, I, I agree with that, but I also think that in today's sensibilities... Whether you agree okay, with the way I hated I'll Brave New World. World, I hated Brave New World. If they had given me an option after page like two, I would have been like, "I'm done." Right, <laughs> but the the thing is that people today are sensible for different reasons. Um, and the thing is that I think that if you don't give people the option, it's kind of an all or nothing mentality. And I I see it from the point of view that if you preface it with all of this, you give people an option, and you still are open to going ahead with it. I rather less people go uh, go with it and read the book than not having to re- read the book at all. Agreed. You see what I'm saying? Agree to disagree. Yes. So, <laughs> oh, so do you know who else who had kind of a bad week? It could be so many people lately. Victoria Beckham. <laughs> she did. Yeah. So Victoria Beckham had to furlough. The new term used nowadays. <laughs> yes, the new term du jour. It was about 30 to 40 employees from her Victoria Beckham boutiques. And I don't know if you knew this. Do you know that the Victoria Beckham line, uh, I believe, has never, uh, I think it has barely broken even. It hasn't turned a profit. It doesn't surprise me for some reason. Right, but it's been going on for over 10 years now. So Yeah, but she doesn't, she doesn't really have like a massive line you know what i mean like she doesn't have like a lot of ready to wear and stuff like that so i I would imagine that it's probably not a huge business like say jessica simpson in in her shoes so she had to furlough i think it was anywhere between 30 to 40 employees so it wasn't that many employees and these employees had to go file for unemployment and in the uk uh they passed certain uh, stimulus packages, just like the ones here in terms mm-hmm. of unemployment and, and stimulus to people. So now these people have to go and get tax, you know, payer funded resources because she furloughed the people, these people. Right, right. And the timing was really bad because just like the week before, it had been in the news everywhere. <laughs> Victoria, Victoria Beckham would have been my neighbor that her and David <laughs> closed on one, on their penthouse in 1000 Museum Park. And the penthouse, I believe, was close to $40 million. No, <laughs> Maya. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, can you imagine 
if I would still be living there, they literally would have been my neighbors. I, I could I would have been I would have been walking. You know, one of the things that you would go visit me, we would have been walking to see I'm like, wait, is that the Beckham clan? Okay, you know what? I don't know what would have happened if that happened. <laughs> so anyway, um so the fact that that was released, you know, that being news everywhere and right. the week and then, and, later, she, and then she has no money later. Right. Right. They were like, listen, it's only, it's not like it's thousands of employees. And these were people that worked in your boutiques. These were people mm -hmm. with high salaries. Like, why didn't you just pay these people's salaries? Right. right. So what are your thoughts on that? Is she being cheap? Is well, I think, she... I, I think that if, if nothing else, you know, it demonstrates that she... She, you know, she's being a shrewd businesswoman, and as we already know, she's not such an innocent girl. So, there's, you know, I, 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 I mean, I get where it is from like a business perspective, but at the same time, it's like you have money. Like we know you made money off of those, you know, chupa chups and the Polaroid, and you know, listen, Spice Girls' money is still making nice chunk of change and in interest for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know, the thing with her being a Spice Girl is the fact that, you know, this is something that people don't, I know people don't know. The Spice Girls wrote their own music. Yeah. So, so they all own. those hits of the Spice Girls, yeah. she, she is part she owner of the, she, yeah. she gets a fifth of the Spice Girls music. And th that not only is her music still played, but they use her music for commercials all the time. Yeah. So she's still in rack rigging in Spice Girls money. Yeah, royalties know, are still years coming later. in. Yeah. Right. Uh, they are. And, um, you know, aside from what other other ventures she has, because she, you know, aside from her fashion line, she has been spokeswoman for a bunch of brands. Yeah, she just started she a makeup line. She she does has been the face of this, the face of that, and she gets paid for all of that. Aside from that, she was married to who at one time was the highest grossing um, soccer player in the world, highest paid uh, athlete in the world, true. athlete true. in the true. world. True. So I think she should have paid them. And you know, I love you know, I love I the think so. I think so. You, you know, know I, I, I think she could have paid. I want to give. Them the I could have understand. Look, I would understand if she was the head of a company like the size of Ralph Lauren. And if she had to lay off thousands of people, okay, I understand that right, right, business-wise, right. you you know, as much as it may hurt you, you can't save thousands of people, right? right? Because at the end of the day, you do have to look at your bottom line. But if you're talking about here about 30 to 40 people, which aren't, again, people that had high um, They're not salaries, right? Like, I think she should have paid for it. No, I, mean, I, 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 think I, that that... I agree. I agree with you. I think... And again, and sometimes in these instances, we want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think she may have just gotten bad business advice. You know what I mean? I think yes. it may have been literally go and meet with the accountant, go and meet with the business manager. And the manager kind of said, look, you need to do this, this, this. And she said, okay, that's what I pay you the big bucks to do. Go do what you think mm -hmm. is, is right. 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 You know, I, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was something like calculated. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, but 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 even if it wasn't calculated, I think that you know there should have been a, mo a moment that she should have been like, oh shit, you know, like right, right. Sure. I I'm sure she didn't even think about tax money, but just from a from a human perspective. I think, but I think I, that's I, I think that's the thing. I think on some level, I think she may it may not have even dawned on her the whole like, where does the unemployment check come from? <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> She's so rich that you know she well, she may not have even thought of it. Remember, she only she only has three things to wear: the little Gucci dress, the little Gucci <laughs> dress, or the little Gucci dress. 
cut, cut the girl some slack. It's right? true. It's just very limited so, options to begin so with. So so let's now transition to our interview. And before speaking we get into of, that, there's one last of, thing. Uh, people who wear black, right? <laughs> yes. So obviously, like many many people, we've um, been wa- binge watched a lot of stuff during the quarantine. Um, so what I just finished binge watching, which should have been a whole topic on the show was uh little fires everywhere with reese witherspoon and carrie washington it is freaking insane but then the other thing i've been watched which segues into our interview is what we do in the shadows and as you're welcome <laughs> you will hear the thing i am that guy i never cared for anything having to do with vampires i like slept through interview with a vampire i you know remember when you made me sit through like for Daisy's birthday through like three seasons of, of what was it? True, of, blood. Um, true blood. And I was like, I think that I'm going to shoot myself because I'm not a big fan of the vampire genre at all, but there's an exception for everything. <laughs> this show is one of the funniest, funniest shows I have seen. I can't remember what was the fun, like what show I saw that I enjoyed and I laughed as hard as this one. Yeah, so, yeah. and this is coming from somebody who doesn't care for vampires. I, in preparation for our interview with, with Harvey Guillen, who plays Guillermo on What We Do in the Shadows, I rewatched all of season one. Yo me estaba meando de la risa. Like, and, and it was just, I, I think there's just, it's very funny, but if you, the rewatchability is absolutely there. Mm-hmm. Because, it's, it's, oh no, it's, it's great. And actually, you know what happened to me? Because it, it's available on Hulu. Yes, I watched all of season one. And then when I started watching season two, I was like, crap, because it's currently, they're currently putting yeah. the first run episode. I'm like, damn it, I ran out of new episodes. <laughs> now, now I have to wait like everybody else. <laughs> you suffer like the rest of us. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So so we have an interview with Hari Ying, who plays Guillermo on uh, what we do in the shadows and Guillermo is a force to be reckoned with as you all will see when you watch the show so um, so without further ado yes after a word from our sponsor ah May la primavera flowers in bloom and even better it's national burger month and Cuban guys restaurants has got the best way to celebrate During National Burger Month, order a burger crafted by our own Burger Beast from the Cuban Guys locations in Hialeah, Kendall, and Miramar. Just jump online. You can go to cubanguysrestaurants.com or even order through Facebook Messenger and get a delicious Burger Beast burger for pickup or delivery. Mira, you have so many options. You can get a traditional Beast burger. You can get a Beast burger a caballo, which means it's got a fried egg on it. That's so damn good. You can get the Georgie Boy, which not only includes tartar sauce, but also features Burger Beast's signature Beast sauce. Yeah, it is a ketchup that has guava, sriracha, and I don't even have words to tell you how delicious it is. And you can buy a bottle through Cuban Guys restaurants too. Cuban Guys also offers fritas, sandwich cubano, medianoche, un toton sandwich. I mean, the options are endless. And because there's so much to try, why not use promo code PERO and get 10% off your total order? Cuban Guys restaurants, Burger Beast, and 10% off with promo code PERO? I'm just saying, that sounds like the perfect Miami combo to us. Cuban Guys restaurants, it's not just fast food, it's awesome food fast. All right, listeners, now, today's guest is on what is 
are inarguably, because argue with me and I'll fight you, one of the funniest TV shows on air currently. And I'm not just saying that because it definitively did answer the question, is Tilda Swinton a vampire? He is on FX's What We Do in the Shadows. We are here with Harvey Guillen. Nice to have you on the show, Harvey. Hey, guys. Let me tell you. No, thanks for having me. This is fun. I have to say, I... so um, <laughs> I, I have to tell you that I, I I'm just full disclaimer here. I'm not generally a fan of vampires. Like I, I, I don't really care for an interview for a vampire. It's just not my thing. But this show, I binge that like if it was like a, like cupcakes and donuts. I couldn't get <laughs> enough of it. So just congratulations on being part of that show. I mean, we're, we're obviously going to talk about it. But congratulations on being part of that show because you turned, like, a person who's not into vampires <laughs> into totally loving, you know, that, that show. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy when people, you know, watch a show and they, they have a similar story. Like, I wasn't really a fan of the vampires or I was actually looking for the show to not be as funny as the movie. I wanted to, you know, look at it and not like it and I ended up liking it. So it's always a good sign when people like it and tell their friends, you know, when they when they come yeah. back and they say, I, I got my mom hooked up on it. And I think somebody told me, was it yesterday? Yeah, they said I got my five-year-old. I was like, I don't, I don't think your five-year-old should be watching this. Ooh. I don't, I don't <laughs> think. Yeah, I was like, no, no, let let him watch it like in like a couple of years, not right now. I was like, no, no, he loves Guillermo. Yeah. And I was like, no, okay, let him watch like some of Guillermo stuff, but definitely don't let him watch like everything. We like uh, episodes are not for that age range. Yeah, <laughs> that's more of an eight-year-old so, thing than a five-year-old, really. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly, eight years old. So before we go go into like full-blown, you know, into the show. Talk to us a little bit about your background and how you started, because you you've actually been around for some time. You've done you know things here and there. So talk to us a little bit on you know how you started into like show business and in this crazy world. Yeah, I mean I've been doing this you know uh, for the last ten years like professionally. It's so funny when uh, people like to call you an overnight success, but they don't see the legwork that goes into it. You know, <laughs> it was a long uh, night. My, <laughs> Yeah, my friend, uh, she always says that, um, Jesse Malton, she says that her and her dad, her dad's Leonard Malton, that they always say, they always find it's funny when people call actors overnight successes when they're like, no, they've been around, you just haven't seen them, you know, you just haven't seen everything they've done because they've they've done a small part here or a series regular for a show that only lasted one season. But I mean, I've been around like doing series, re- I was a series regular on two other shows, I did Eye Candy and um, I did uh, Huge on ABC Family before right. it was freeform when for the name change that was my big break that was my first um show that i ever got cast in as a lead and uh before that i got you know i was i was six years old when i saw the movie annie and i remember telling my mom that i wanted to be that i wanted to be an orphan and (laughs) oh my (laughs) and she looked at me weird and I just remember, what's wrong? And she's like, ¿Qué? ¿Estás loco? And I was like, what? And she's like, no, no, I son actores or actors. And I was like, oh, well, then I want to be an actor, mom. And she's like, you got lucky you described what that was. Because I was on a one, like, nine path. That's and what... she was like, no, they're son actores. And I was like, oh, well, I want to be an actor. It's like, no, no, I didn't know so There's no money for that. And I was like, what do you mean there's no money? You need money to play an orphan on television? I don't get that. You know, it didn't make sense to me. You know, those kids are dancing and singing and they're in rags. And, you know, coming from a single mom, 
immigrant parent, like there was no like there was no luxury of like getting an allowance. Like that was not a, like that is not in the household. You don't know, God, you don't get paid for doing dishes. That is your you know goddamn <laughs> yeah. like your duty. Like it's like you don't get paid for that. And then so I was yeah. um. I was a little heartbroken because I realized at that age that no one was going to hand, I didn't have the luxury of, you know, um, having parents that, you know, had that finance and had that stability right. that could give those kids um, a more power to those kids who get it, you know, but um, I wish they, they know how lucky they are, you know, because Where's that's your mom not from? the norm, especially. Sorry? Where's your, your, your mother? She's from where? She's a uh, child She's from Mexico. Mexico. Okay. She's from Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so I just remember, like, I know how hard she was working. She was like three jobs just to, like, you know, wow. put food on the table. And literally, I I, I could have let that moment really ruin my, like, you know, aspirations of be- becoming an actor. And then I I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, like, stop. I, I kept dreaming about it. And then one day, um, my friend from school said, oh, there's a class I do at the YMCA. There's an improv class for actors. And I was like, wow, a real class. <laughs> and, like, at six years old, I was like, wow, we have to get it because, you know, we're six years old and we're going to take over the world. Of course. And I, right. I asked my mom if I can get the $12.50 that it was costing to take the class. And she go again, she was like, no, that's local. That's money for, like, you know. Like, like laundry and like whatnot and i was just like well if i get the money can i take the class she goes nico if you can get the money you can do whatever you want and it's like this is america and i was just like well then i will then and she's like okay pues. and i was like i will and i was like oh damn what are we gonna get $12.50? <laughs> and i was just like where, where i was like i don't know what's gonna happen but i was walking home from school with her one day and she uh, and I were walking through a park, and I was like, "Mom, what is that guy doing? It's so gross! Like he's going through the trash cans." And she's like, "Oh no, when little both these like he sells those cans." And I was like, "You can sell can- you can sell trash and get money from it." She was like, "Yeah, you can sell cans, you can sell glass, and you get five cents a can or a bottle and blah blah." And so I ran into her closet a wire hanger unhooked it turned into like a long skinny hook arm and went through trash cans to collect aluminum cans and it took me two weeks to earn about six dollars and like 25 cents and then it took me another two weeks to earn the remainder i finally had enough money to take the one hour and a half class they divided the kids up into like the younger kids and the older kids the younger kids were basically being babysat like they were just a babysitter basically they're like okay guys now we're gonna be lions okay we're all lions and we're all bears now we're bears and i i was like i knew they were like you know it was just babysitting but i had such a rush of like the actual idea of taking this class and 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 becoming an entertainer on the spot like i could do anything you want me to be a bear okay i could be a bear i could be a dog i could be a parrot and then after it was done the class was over i had such a rush and adrenaline and it was this crackle to it that i remember just thinking oh man that was fun and i realized oh shit it took me a month to just raise the money for this one class and i was like do i really want to collect that gross you know dirty trash and like go and sell it and then i stopped and i said yeah yeah i do and I but you know what that is actually that is a great story and i'm really happy that we opened up with that story because like one of the things we we love to do here in the podcast is kind of like discuss you know no matter where you are in your life discuss that like hispanic latino experience and you know as you were saying about allowances it's like well, Hispanic and Latino kids don't have allowances. Like that's that's something you see in like sitcoms and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, and, you know, and also like a lot of times in our family, you know, the arts are not that you know, in, it's not supported because our parents are immigrants. It's yeah. work, 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 work. Have secure work, and you know, being creative sometimes it's not you know, it's not like the what they want for for their kids. So well, yeah. the fact that you have that drive really- so early on. Yeah, I totally understood it. Like, I, I get it. My parents always, you know, 
wanted me to be like a doctor or a lawyer. And like, I just remember that at that age, you know, my mom remarried when I was about like seven and my stepdad became my dad and he was the most supportive, like out of the, both of them, which is so weird because people were like, oh, you got a stepdad that must have been tough. And I was like, no, he was actually amazing. Like he was like, he drove me to my first like real audition because my mom was like, no, she was like against me being an actor all through my adolescence. Wow. And I remember being like, I think 13 or 12. And I, I wanted to go to this audition to like this totally phony like you know uh, like acting academy the ones you find at the mall like the oh yeah, yeah. powers over, you know? and then so it was like mom they're having auditions and she was like no no and i was like oh, and i was heartbroken and then i went and i was in the living room and my dad walked by and so like he was like go to the car i'll do either <laughs> and i was like okay and i went to the car and I just sat in there and I just, I was so excited that I, like, my dad was like, you know, and my mom, like, you know, like eventually found out, but she always had to be like that bad cop. It was good cop, bad cop, you know? And I get it. You know, you know, you want your kids to have stability. You want them to have a, a future that, um, the, you know, through education is almost a guarantee. But you know what? Nothing in life is guaranteed because I have friends who went to school for like, you know, medical degrees and uh, finance and they're not doing anything with that, you know? It's just yeah, like, that's, that's the reality. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 It's like you can control. You can't control anything. And so I say, let your kids do what they want to do and let them try. Because even if they try and they fail, at least they try and they'll never resent or regret it. And I just think that, right. you know, that's, that's the way I think everyone should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's something to be said about, you know, driving determination that at so young, you were like, you I'm going to pick up cans, make money and, and literally pay for my, you know, my classes. Yeah, no, I mean, you had to work for it. But I think, you know, it's also, again, as, as DJ said, one of the things, you know, we talk about here is obviously him and I being Cuban-American. I mean, we, you know, we, we're Hispanic. We, you know, we're, we're born in this country, but we identify as, as you know, culturally. And obviously on what we do in the shadows, you know, your your character's name is Guillermo. And first of all, I, I know I told you this before in writing, but like you stole, you seal the scenes, okay? Because it's one thing to be an over-the-top vampire, but you have this subtle nuance of insanity running through every single one of your lines that you read that it's just like, he will snap at any moment. And we all are just waiting for the day yeah. to happen. Like, let's just put that out there. <laughs> um, but was that character I, It's always... funny, yeah. Like... Go, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just I was, gonna... Yeah, it's funny that, that you say that because in season one, um, that's how I felt all the time. People were like, I love the looks you do to the camera. And I was like, that's because half of the time, like, Guillermo doesn't know what's happening. It's all happening so quickly around him. And Harvey, the actor, doesn't know what's happening because they don't tell us like, the scripts ahead of time. So then we get to set and we you know, we read the scripts you know, the day before that week, but then they'll change things. And then so really my eyes were just like, what's happening? And the cameras would be like moving, which makes it look as realistic as possible. Um, but I always like to say in joke that Guillermo is really just, uh, you know, one second away from like being a victim or go snapping. <laughs> So, so Harvey, something I'm like really curious about because I always think about this. So, with this show, when you as an actor get the script, like how? What did you even think about this? Because when you start to like analyze the show, it's like a reality type kind of real world show about vampires that are all crazy, and there's a familiar like how how did that read when you first your agent sends you this script and he's like um here's this reality show about vampires I'm just curious how did that how did that go <laughs> well you know the funny part is like I didn't book this in the traditional way I didn't even get the script like that I went to a wine and cheese night at my friend's uh, brother's house and she it was a small group it was her 
her husband and her the newborn baby and her brother and her friend from um, her past, uh, Yvonne. And we were just hanging out, like talking, whatever, politics or anything. And we the next day I got a uh, text from an unknown number and it was her friend. She was, hey, this is Yvonne. I hope you don't mind. I got your number from Mimi. And I was like, oh, no worries. I was like, that's that's cool. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I think you're really funny. And I think you're fucking hilarious. And I think you should audition for my fiance's new show. And I was like, now, wait a minute. I'm not doing one of those <laughs> Hollywood auditions where it's like what back alley do you want me to audition you know and it's just like no 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 it's a real thing it's called what we do in the shadows and i heard about the movie i hadn't seen the movie yet and i was like oh like the movie and i was like and they're like yeah and it's like i was like oh cool i was like okay and it's like well allison jones is the casting director and i was like allison i was like she casts i mean if you know the casting director she's cast everything under the sun from like the office bridesmaids oh, uh, the damn. fresh prince of bella like the list goes on golden <laughs> girls like she's the casting director in hollywood that you want to like go into her office so, just to the, say hello and i have never gotten into her office yeah and so i was like i will go i will go i want to go to there i was like yes i will take your like you know uh, olive branch here I, it was like a complimentary audition because then i found out that the character was 20 years older than i was Guillermo was 20 years older but he was, was always, like, Damn, he was always I'm not gonna be the right he was age. always latino he was always guillermo oh, yeah he was, he, was always guillermo. Gu- he was always latino yeah um well his name was guillermo and like that made the assumption that he was latino and i was like but for all you know like you know hollywood right like, they could have been like, taking guillermo but he's not and it's like <laughs> okay great guys great 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 job um but like i was like i, I just want to go meet her i just want to meet the casting director and i want to like you know um make my introduction that's all i wanted and i walked into the audition room uh in her office and I'm like oh here we go i'm gonna meet house you know and then uh she wasn't there they're like oh she's not here she's auditioning for this show right now in london and i was just like what and i was like but i wanted to meet her and it's like that's okay we'll put you on tape and i was like put me on tape that's Aww. great that sounds good um and i was like oh no i was like she's not here so they put the microphone on me and then i just remember like I, after that i blinked out i just remember i, I did the animal the way that i thought he would be at my age and i wanted to age myself out so like i wanted to like or age myself up i guess you could say so I wore this long sleeve, orange, like gross, like long sleeve shirt with a brown sweater vest. I found these Harry Potter glasses and I popped the glass out and I parted my hair in the middle. And I like literally like did it like like Guillermo's hair is in the show now. And like I walked in like that <laughs> and I remember doing it. And after I was done, I don't remember how I, what I did for the audition because the casting associate was like, OK, you're done. And I was like, oh, I did it and I didn't remember doing it. Like that was that moment as an actor, you just fall into the character that you don't even remember what you did. And then as I walked out, he's like, wait, Harvey, no. And I thought it was one of those moments like, you booked it. There's no need for anyone else. You're the one. But he just, and I go, go, yes. And he goes, the microphone, it's still on. And I was like, oh. And then I got the microphone and I left and a couple of hours they called me and said, you're testing. And I was like, what? Yeah, you're going to test for it. But I thought the character was 20 years older. And they're like, well, he is. But if you book this, you're going to they're going to make him younger. And I was like, oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, but everyone voted on it. And they had already shown it to Allison. They had shown it to Taika, Jermaine, FX. Uh, Paul Sin, Scott Rudin, everyone involved. And it was the first time that they had all unanimously voted yes on someone because they had seen people since September. Now, this was um, probably early January, late oh, no. late January, I think it was. Yeah, late January. And like uh, two years ago when we first started this process. But yeah, not this past January, but the past, the one before that. Um, and it was just like, it was insane. Like, it was just like, I was the first person they had all voted unanimously to test. A couple of weeks go by, I don't hear about the test, and I'm driving with my sister, and I get a 16-digit uh, call from, like, this number, and I was like, what is, who's calling me? And I pick it up, and I was like, hey, is this Javi? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, this is Jermaine Taika, you auditioned for us, and you're the one. And I was like, 
well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to test, right? And he's like, no, you're not testing. We'll see you on set next week. Oh, I wow. never tested. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. a great story. Going despite the fact that you don't remember the audition. <laughs> 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 Obviously, you blew them away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, when it works, it works. But yeah, no, that's I mean, the story of my life. It's just a, a string of long, like, Coincidence and great stories intertwined. Wait till the book comes out, guys. You're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have you come on the show and and talk about the book. I mean, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Awesome. I mean, basically, you walked in there and you basically told them, "By the way, this is who this character is." Like, because you walked in there with the yeah, visuals and, and everything. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing with actors. Sometimes you know, for so long, especially being, you know, um, Latinx and like being like myself and being round and short and like I, I've always been told you're too this, you're too that, you're too fat, you're too Latino. You're, like, uh, you're being told what you're not, and you could forget that what you bring to the table is what you're selling. And so right. when I was told all those years that all my weaknesses um, were against me, my weaknesses, quote unquote, as you call them, were my strengths. And so when I come into the room, I come in with the confidence of what I am bringing. Yes, I am Latino. You know, like I'm like, yes, I'm round. I'm short. Like this is all the things that I am. And it's a part of what I'm creating for this character. So you're either going to want it or you don't. And if you don't, that's okay. It's just not your cup of tea. But I'm not going to waste another second trying to fill up your cup with the recipe that's not naturally mine. That is probably That's one awesome. of the greatest things I've ever heard. And I want it on like, that is on awesome. like four t-shirts right now. Like that is yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's 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 a great stand to have, especially in in such a you know volatile business like acting. That's a great attitude to have. That's awesome. So 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 I want you though for those who have not seen the show because you know it's better than you do it than we do it. I want you to explain to our you know whatever listeners we have that have maybe not seen the show to tell them what the show is about. Yeah. So what we do in the shadows is a show based off a movie by the same title, uh, written and directed by Taika Waititi and Jimmy Clement. And basically it's a documentary crew that follows a group of vampires who have been living together for hundreds of years. Now, recently in the last decade, a familiar has joined Nandor, the relentless, who is the head of the household as his, uh, for lack of a better word, servant um, in the hopes that with his service, he will get rewarded uh, into being made into a vampire. So time, the clock is ticking and it's already been a decade and the, his master has no intentions in the near future of making him into a vampire. So he's taking, you know, count of that and realizing that for a vampire, what's time? You know, time is nothing. But for a human, every second counts. And as the clock is ticking, you'll never be as young and as, you know, vibrant and beautiful as you are today. And every day yeah. that goes by, that that like you no know, hope of staying at a certain age, a certain size, a certain uh, you know visual uh, is slipping through the fingers, and with with the potential of you know having those vampiric powers, you know that come with like flying and you know transforming and all that. So the documentary crew follows this um, everyday life of the vampire that are familiar and after season one no spoilers but i guess the spoiler if you haven't seen the show we find out that guillermo actually is uh, a long lost descendant of van helsing the most famous <laughs> vampire killer in history so that makes things a little harder for him because yeah. now he's, he's been wanting to be a vampire his whole life since he was a child and now he's sees why he's so drawn to vampires maybe it's because of that side of him that's naturally in him and he explores that side even more in uh, season two he can catch up with the first 
season on Hulu because now it's streaming and catch up with all the episodes that have come out season two thus far. Um, the episode that just passed episode four is one of my favorite episodes uh, where we really get to see him in combat and really get to see his mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Van Helsing side. That was a great episode. Right. right. That was. Uh, yeah. Just so I, I was to our listeners. I was kind of chatting with Harvey before we started recording recording of how I'm not a vampire fan per se. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big fan of genre, but this show, I like, I binged it and I couldn't get enough of it because of how hilarious it is. I can't remember the last time I saw such a funny show and I'm, I'm not telling you this because you're our guest. I mean, it really, it is one of the funniest shows I've seen in a long time. So while I was watching well, this, I, I'm curious, is, is all this, do you, Say again? Uh, yeah, no, it, re- it really is how uh, how funny it is. Um, so do you guys have, you know, with, with the, the, the banter back and forth sometimes, do you guys have, like, is this partly improvised? Is this all scripted? Because just, like, the, the chemistry of the characters, it's just the humor is, like, so spot on. Yeah, we do have a scripted uh, version for every episode, which we follow, and the script alone would be amazing um, by itself already, but we do have the luxury and um, the freedom to improvise, and we always get from point A to point B really uh, quickly because we know what the storyline's going to be, but it's always great to have the characters speak in their own way and just get the point across the way they want to, so uh, it's the, it's like the dream job. I've never been on a show where fr- the freedom of improv is so you know welcoming because um, it's what makes the show so great, too. So we take what's already scripted and we just run with that and add a little bit of improv. And that's the recipes for the show that you see. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I, I mean, you guys knock it out of the park. Yeah. And I know that things are a little, a little cuckoo bananas right now with, uh, with all the, you know, the COVID and the Corona and all that, but you guys already filmed the whole season, uh, already before everything. Yeah, we, shot, we did. We shot all, everything uh, uh, in December. We wrapped season two. All we're doing right now is ADR. So um, we have the last couple of episodes and ADR is just audio we can do from home and I've been doing it in my closet. So it's not that hard, <laughs> but we like, we're, we're glad that we got to finish it because you know, what a, it's perfect timing for the show. It's like, it, weirdly enough, it's a show about a group of vampires who are quarantined together. This is true. This yeah. is very true. It's very true. And I know you've been hosting some pre-shows on, on Instagram Live, right? Where where you chat with... I, I have. I've been inviting all the guest stars to be on there. We've been lucky enough to have all of them say, you know, they want to come on. And I've had guests who requested to come on. So I'm excited for uh, the next couple of episodes. You're going to see some more faces. Um, yeah. So tune in every Wednesday, an hour before the East Coast premiere, to my Instagram Live. Yeah. And what's your Instagram handle for our, for our listeners? It's just Harvey Guillen. Oh, okay. all my name, just my full name. Oh, okay, Simple yeah, enough. pretty awesome. <laughs> Simple enough. <laughs> now I know you. You know, obviously, what we do in the shadows is like is huge right now. But I know you have a. You've also done some work on a sh- an upcoming show this summer uh, with Quibi, I think. Yeah, um, it's called. I don't uh, know if you can talk about uh, that or don't not. Look deeper. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to come out in Quibi uh, this summer, and it's directed by Catherine Hardwick, and it's uh, called Don't Look Deeper. Oh wow, Catherine Hardwick! So nice. check it out. You guys have to go check it out in Kirby. No, that's that's awesome, Harvey. So I mean, you know, obviously we frigging love you on what we do in the shadows. Like I cannot say that enough, and I'm not just blowing smoke. Um, and it's air, it airs. What is it? Every Wednesday at ten on FX, right? 
Wednesday at 10 p.m. Uh, in the evening, and then you can catch it the next day on Hulu. All the episodes will always be available the day after on Hulu. Yes, I've been re-watching them on Hulu, and it, honestly, I just I keep laughing like a moron here by myself in my house. So yeah. thank you for that. Uh, yeah. Thank you for making me look like a crazy person to all my neighbors through the window. Um, but yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you again so much, Harvey, for taking time. I know you're extremely busy, and uh, you know what? Hope you stay stay safe throughout this uh, Corona stuff, and that we can mm-hmm. chat again for you know future projects. Absolutely. This is fun. Thank you for having us with us. Thank you, Harvey. Take care. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. And we're back. Oh, God. Okay. So, literally, guys, when you're done with with listening to this episode, you have to go binge watch what we do in the shadows. You just have to. It's hilarious. (laughs) I'm biased, but you have to. And and dude, Harvey was so nice. Like he was every, no, and every I'm, bit the, the I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give anything away, but <laughs> the evolution of his character Oh is, for sure. Oh my god, it's like crazy. For sure. It's, like, it's, it's as crazy as Reese Witherspoon and <laughs> <laughs> Little <laughs> To tie back to what we were talking about Bring before you full circle. It's freaking crazy, but I love it. Like I freaking love it. You know what? And again, it's not because we interviewed him and we loved the guy. I couldn't, like, on the show now, I can't get enough of the earmark. <laughs> he's, he's the he's, I mean, they're all great, but it's like I told him, I'm like, it's not easy when you're playing the human to steal a scene from the over-the-top vampires. And he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy, and he does it. It's crazy, so uh, what, what opening the door can do. But anyway, uh, anyway, it's uh, soda time, it right? Soda we time. are thirsty. We are thirsty. So our last soda this week is actually, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I feel like in the last months, but it's only been like seven days or so, we've been hearing about, you know, all these big corporations that keep applying for loans and, you know, taking the money and giving it back and not necessarily doing the right thing thing so with that said i think it's good to also spotlight when these larger companies do um something that's to be commended and so for that reason the heifer corporation the heifer corporation it's been a while um no uh this week's last soda is actually going to go to mattel toys now i don't know oh yes you, no, you for, saw for that everyone? yeah yes they have um put out a, a, a i don't know if they're calling it the first responders line of toys but it's, essentially it's what it is um, they're collectible figures that you can actually, I think, pre-order at the moment. And it's, I think each figures or each figure or set is $20 and they're donating $15 out of each. Tw- so, I mean, you're, they're basically only keeping five bucks, which that's unheard of from a profit margin, right? They're donating it, uh, to, it's called the entertainment industry foundation, in support of hashtag first responders first, which is a fund dedicated to providing essential items to frontline healthcare workers and their families. And so mm-hmm. if you go to the to the website, I think through the end of May, you can order these these figures. But they're really cute. Like there's they have doctors, nurses, EMTs, delivery drivers. And they're, you know, they have male, they have female, they have, you know, uh, Asian, white, black. So they're, you know, they're they're doing all this big diversity push. And then they have actually the one that I kind of want to get is a five figure set. It's of, uh, you remember the, the little people, Fisher Price little people toys? Yes. Um, so it has a doctor, a nurse, an EMT, 
but it also has a delivery driver and a grocery store worker. Oh, okay. And like, I think oh, that's, how cute. That's cute, you know? And, and again, I know it's very easy this day and age to, to, to get upset when companies do the wrong thing. Rightfully so, we should. But you know what? When they do something that's good, we should also call it out, especially a company like Mattel, which ultimately, you know, they, they want everybody to be recognized, but the biggest thing that they want people to do is play. And, and you know, yeah. really, that's all about positivity and not in a toxic way, <laughs> as we mm-hmm. talked earlier. So, Last Soda this week goes to Mattel Toys, and I am going to go and get, I'm definitely going to go and get that little uh, gift set. Yay, Mattel! Yay! Now when you said play, I thought about Jennifer Lopez. Oh, well, you know. I hope she's not on that <laughs> giant plane. <laughs> Do you remember my whole thing with that with Play and her song? No. Okay, so Play, which I think is one of her was, most underrated songs. Was that, the, that song is that was the second single off of J Lo, right? Yes, that song is awesome, and so is the video. Play, come and need you play my song. Do you know the part where she says, "I told you three times." Yes. Play my motherfucking song. So the whole song is about her talking about her song, right? Right, right. And I've always said, when that song came out, I would always say, I'm like, I know what her song is. Her song is Let the Music Play. You know that? <laughs> Let Shannon. the music play. We won't get away. Yeah, yeah. That, that, you don't remember me saying that back of in the day? Of course I do. <laughs> but I was like, that's her song. Bueno, around that time, she came out with MTV uh, Diary. This is the diary of... Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. And there was a scene where she was in her convertible Mercedes Benz and let the music play came on and she put the volume on and she goes, this is my song. And I'm like, I told you. I told you that that was her song. <laughs> okay, I don't know why. Like, I pictured Jennifer Lopez growing up, being Puerto Rican, growing up in the Bronx. You know, Jennifer Lopez was a teenager in the 80s. That's true, freestyle. Freestyle, yeah. Jamming to let the music play. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> you know what? Because it's probably all true. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yep. Well, everybody, on that note, <laughs> we hope everybody is hanging in there and staying safe. And as we're been saying every weekend thank you for you know hanging in there with us and still listening to us um our no normal programming will one day resume and (laughs) and we'll see each other again one day i know i miss you (laughs) but until the time being you're going to get the corona edition (laughs) version of our show so we hope everybody listened laughed and learned and as always grab your pastelito your croqueta and your hopinha and thank you for joining us everybody that was episode 108 yes stay safe mi gente bye Bye. pero let me tell you is co-hosted by darian borges and ismaeliano produced by ismaeliano and our theme pero let me tell you freestyle is composed by michael angelo lombaplex the official gay guy and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on itunes how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 